Okay, move on to the final segment of our program, and that is the Q's and A's, the questions that our listeners sent through. Mufti um, Sab, the first question that we have here, the person says, I want to know if it's not allowed to have pictures of animate objects. What about banknotes? Will angels not come into your house, like it's mentioned in the hadith? What's the ruling on praying salah with animate pictures in your pocket? Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. The Muhaddithin have stated that the hadith which states that angels do not enter the house in which pictures are found refers to pictures of animate objects which are kept with respect, honor, and are displayed as idols. And therefore pictures which are found in newspapers or textbooks or passwords, passports or you know, banknotes are not kept out of respect. Mm. They are kept out of necessity. And therefore, it's permissible for one to keep such pictures. Uh, they should obviously be hidden and concealed, especially at night. One should not leave them open. Uh, they are there for necessity. So one is allowed to have them, but one should try to conceal uh, all these types of pictures, uh, especially in the evening, because that is when the Hadith speaks about the angels not coming into the home. Also, the other aspect of the question, which speaks about performing salah with animate pictures. So, uh, the salah will be valid and correct uh, if the pictures are concealed in, uh, the, in the salah. So, the pictures shouldn't be open. Uh, if these pictures are open and exposed during salah, then it will be makru. So, one should take special effort to conceal those pictures uh, while performing salah. Right. Sometimes I have to pay fines on utility bills if I pay them after due date. Is it, uh, is it falling in the category of interest, Riba? If you deliberately, or for whatever reason, you now default on the payment, then that is a, you know, it is negligence on your behalf. And uh, it is obviously out of your control that uh, one has to pay municipal bills. Uh, we don't have a choice in that. These are utility bills. So it would be permissible for one to enter into a municipal council contract on condition that you pay the bills uh, at the time that is due. And one should avoid situations where one is forced to pay uh, fines of late payment as it will be interest. It will be forbidden in Islam. Uh, so one should avoid a situation like that. And for allowing yourself to get in a situation like that, uh, one would be sinful. So the contract itself, and you can't say, oh, okay, so you know, the, if I mm, default on the payment of my bills, uh, I'm going to pay interest, so therefore I'm not going to pay the bills at all, or I'm not going to enter into any contract with the municipality. You are forced to do it because we live in a country where you have to pay rates, you have to pay your water, and electricity, whatever it is. So that type of contract, you are forced to enter into the contract on the one level, uh, on the other level, now when you default, that is the second aspect to it, and you should avoid defaulting at any cost. And uh, uh, and if you default and you now have to pay that de- the you know the penalty of default, you would be sinful for that and should make tawbah and undertake never to allow that to happen again. Okay, here's a question: Is it permissible for the amil to touch the skin or any part of a non-mahram woman during the rukya? An amil is a person who cures uh, people from sihr and black magic. And there's, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly amongst the amils. Uh, 
Uh, we wouldn't paint all with one brush. There are people who are sincere that are doing it, you know, for the sake of Allah, helping people. There are those who have exploited this. There are those who have made it a business. There are those who are con artists, who are not really armies, but, you know, just swindle money out of people. So if the armies is a righteous and pious person, uh, the, you know, if you find someone like that, uh, that is the type of army you should use. If the army is not pious and unrighteous, then one should abstain from consulting an individual like that. Uh, is it permissible for the army to touch any part of a ghair maharam during the treatment? Uh, you know, th- that is not permissible. There is no need uh, for that, and it shouldn't be. If the army wants to touch any part of the body, or touch the non-mahram, then that in itself should be an indicator that this is a quack, that this is not a genuine amil, that this is not a pious man. Uh, you know, uh, if there is a need for the amil to touch any part of the body, then he should use the services of a female, uh, you know, assistant, uh, family member to administer the rukya treatment. But he shouldn't be touching the body of a female. And if he does that, that in itself should be a sign that there's something amiss here. Okay, if a person owns a house and uses it for rental income, will the cut be calculated just on the income generated through it or on the value of the property as well? Zakat is only due on the rental income accrued from the property. There is no zakat on the investment amount. And the rental income will be considered as cash on hand and zakat will be calculated according to one's personal financial situation. So that income that you've got, uh, you will add it to your other cash on hand, and if that meets the amount of zakat at the end of the Islamic year, then you pay zakat. If you utilize all that money up on your necessities, on paying your debt, on paying your, uh, you know, all your dues, then there will be no zakat. So you consider that rent- rental income as cash on hand, and you will add it to uh, what you are calculating uh, as per your own financial situation. Okay, Mufsab, here's an interesting question. The, 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 the question reads, my husband's company provides us with health insurance and my husband and two of my children suffer from diabetes. So every month we get the prescription for their medicine and the doctor prescribes a lot. So there is a lot of them at our house. So every month we go to a nearby pharmacy and exchange the leftover medicine or the stuff that we need in our house like toiletries and shampoo and other stuff. My question is, is that is this right and can I exchange the extra medicine for money please guide so firstly you know the thing is that conventional health and medical insurance schemes are not uh, permissible according to some of the ulama other ulama have given some leeway Uh, so that is one aspect of the question Uh, if there's a person if a a person is the employer uh, or employee of a company and a certain amount of money is deducted from his or her salary every month for medical and health insurance, then in that instance, it is permissible for one to use the benefits of the medical aid scheme, and that will be considered as a gift from the side of the company. And one will not be held responsible for taking out the conventional health insurance policy. So the first point is obviously that uh, the health, uh, the medical aid or health insurance is a matter of difference of opinion amongst the ulama. Uh, that is the first point. Now, even from those who say it's not permissible, but in this instance, when it is uh, 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 when it is being prescribed or it's compulsory, then in that instance, it would be permissible to utilize uh, because the benefit because it's compulsory. Now, moving on to the specific question that uh, uh, you know you you state that you exchange the goods 
for the extra medication prescribed by the doctor uh, under the health insurance. The medication that is prescribed now, you know, under this would be a gift uh, to you and your family. And once it's a gift to you, you are now the legal and complete owner of that medication. And once you're the owner of it, then you can exchange it for whatever you want. Uh, you know, for other medication, for other items, that would be all permissible. So that is fine. It would be impermissible if one deliberately takes extra benefit from the medical health insurance scheme without the need, uh, you know, as that would then contravene the ethics and the values of Islam and constitute fraudulent and unlawful practice according to the terms and the policies of the medical and health insurance scheme. Uh, so those are the points that one need to consider in this regard. Zakla, for that, Muftisab, there is still maybe one or two questions, but we'll have to carry those questions over. We have run out of time. It's already 10 o'clock this morning. There is one uh, listener that has messaged and says, Jazakla, I've already added Islamic heritage to the homepage. Shukr to Allah. Jazakla, uh, to yourself, Muftisab, very interesting discussion once again. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.